What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the King Truth Podcast. This is your host, King Truth. And I have a question, man. Why don't black coaches get any love? So why don't black coaches get any love, man? I, I I don't understand why, you know, you have a lot of qualified black coaches that can coach a team, but yet they're not getting hired. Now, what made me think about this is what happened earlier this week. So over the weekend, last weekend, uh, Luke Walton lost his job with the Los Angeles Lakers. He, uh, they say he stepped down, but he got fired. And two days later, he gets the job with the Sacramento Kings. Now, for a black coach, that doesn't happen. We don't get a quick turnaround like that. Uh, because if we do bad at one place, automatically we're put on the crap list and coaches are, I mean, GMs and owners aren't coming to us to hire us for those jobs. And that's why the numbers in, you know, NFL and college in the NBA in, um, the major leagues. That's why our numbers aren't so high as head coaches. For instance, in the NFL, at the end of the season, at the end of the 2018 season, eight coaches lost their jobs. Out of the eight coaches that got fired, five of them were black. Now, one of them was only a head coach for one year. The other one was a head coach for two years. Then you had one who was a head coach for three years. And then you had another one who was a head coach for three years. And then you had one who was a head coach for, I think, 15 years. Um, but they were let go. Uh, Wilkes, who was the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals, that was his first year as a head coach. He went three and 13. The Arizona Cardinals fired him to hire Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, who is a Caucasian individual, had a losing record at Texas Tech. He didn't win the Big 12. He really wasn't... Uh, uh, formidable in the Big 12 and yet the Arizona Cardinals felt like he was the up and coming star of coaching he comes from the line of a Sean McVay they, they, they think he's Sean McVay and he he had a 35 and 40 record at 
Texas Tech. Now, if you look at his statistics, they're not great. He had just this past season, he had the 16th ranked offense, which isn't bad, but he also had the 87th ranked defense. His best season offensively was 2015 when they had the number two offense, but they also had the 125th defense. Now, 13 of his wins, 13 of his 35 wins came against the lower crop of talent in the group of five, which is the ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, and the Pac-12, and FCS opponents, which are your Division II schools. In the Big 12, the conference he played in, he went 19 and 35. Now, mind you, he was the head coach at Texas Tech from 2013 to 2018. So that's a six year, that's six seasons that he had. And on average, he averaged six wins. And that was overall, six wins overall. In conference play, three wins a season. But yet, the Arizona Cardinals bring, brings him in to be their next head coach. So they fired five black coaches. So last season, there were seven total. Going into the offseason this year, with all the firings that happened, we were brought down to two coaches, which are um, Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Lynn, who is the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Then the Miami Dolphins hired the defensive coordinator from the Patriots, and that gave us three black coaches in the NFL. There's four total minority coaches in the NFL, if you count Ron Rivera, who is of Hispanic descent. He is the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. So... You had these coaches like a Wilkes, like Joseph, like um, Boyles, Hugh Jackson, um, the head coach in Cincinnati. I can never remember his name. Uh, They get fired, but neither one of them were given a head coaching job a couple of days later. Now, Ty Boyles is still coaching. He's the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hugh Jackson, after he got fired by Cleveland, went back to Cincinnati to be a advisor. Um, but then at the end of the season, the Cincinnati Bengals fired him. So he doesn't have a job. Um, Joseph, I think he went to the Chicago Bears, I think. Um, 
I think he got another coaching job, but it wasn't a head coaching job. See, we don't get head coaching jobs when we get fired. Um, no, he went to the Arizona Cardinals as their defensive coordinator. Um, Wilkes, who was the one who had um, the one season and he went three and 13. Uh, I don't, he's now the defensive coordinator in Cleveland. So, I mean, they got work. It's not, I'm not arguing about, you know, why won't they hire black coaches? What I'm saying is, why don't they hire black head coaches? See, the NFL implemented this rule, which I don't know if a lot of you have heard of it, but it's called the Rooney Rule, right? So what the Rooney Rule says is it requires NFL teams to interview minority candidates for head coaching and senior football operation jobs. It requires them to interview them. It doesn't require them to hire. So in the history, and this rule came about, um, I want to say 14 years ago. And it's still like we're fighting to get a seat at the table as a coach. Cause I coach football myself. I uh, started out as a youth football coach, coaching five and six year olds, seven and eight year olds, nine and 10, 11 and 12. And then I got an opportunity to go over and coach middle school football for two years. Um, but as a as a black coach, I want to just as a football coach in general, my dream is to coach college football or get an opportunity to coach at the at the NFL level. That's my dream. But the way statistics. But what the statistics are showing is it's tough for black coaches to get those jobs at that level, either level, whether it's college football, whether it's the NFL and the history of the NFL, there's only been 17 black head coaches that have coached at least one season. Now, when I say 17, that means these are 17 coaches who coached the team got fired Moved on, coached another team, got fired, moved on to coach another team. So there's only been a total of 17. Since 1978, there's been 174 white coaches in the NFL. So 17, 174. And it's sad because 70% of the population of NFL players are black. But they're not represented in the front office. They're not represented in the head coaching position. Yes, we're position coaches or we're defensive coordinators. There's not very many black uh, offensive coordinators in the NFL. And that's where they pull 
the majority of their head coaches is from coaches who run an offense, coaches who uh, work with quarterbacks. They don't pull offensive line coaches to be head coaches. I mean, yeah, they pull defensive coordinators to be head coaches, but black defensive coordinators, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, even though Tony Dungy was turning around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, got us to the playoffs, made it to the NFC championship game and lost to the, to the St. Louis Rams who are now the Los Angeles Rams, they fired Tony Dungy at the end of the season and brought in John Gruden. Why? Why would you fire a coach that got you right on the doorstep of the promised land and you fire him? Luckily, he bounced back, went to Indianapolis, got a quarterback by the name of Peyton Manning, I heard he was pretty good and won a Super Bowl. Herm Edwards, you know, he coached some pretty bad teams in the Jets and the Chiefs. And when he got fired from the Chiefs, it took a long time before Herm Edwards got a head coaching job again. Now he's the head coach at Arizona State. And don't get me started on college football, because if you think NFL is bad with only three black head coaches, college football has a hundred in Division One college football. There's one hundred and twenty eight teams. Thirteen of them are black. And you can name the big ones, right? I can name the big ones right off the top of my head. You got Derek Mason at Vanderbilt. You got Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. You got Herm Edwards at Arizona State. You got James Franklin in Penn State. You got Willie Taggart at Florida State. You got uh, Lasky, Lasky. I think that's how you say his name. He's at Maryland. Lovey Smith is at Illinois. There's 13 black head coaches out of 128 Division One schools. And see, Lovey Smith is in a good situation. He's in Illinois. He used to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. So they're happy that they got Lovey Smith. Illinois has not been good. But they're going to let Lovey Smith coach. Herm Edwards has changed the culture at Arizona State. And they were actually pretty decent. They were better than what people expected. But see, with our black coaches, they don't give us time. Example, Wilkes at Arizona. And see, I'm having to listen to it now myself when it comes to Willie Taggart. Me being an FSU fan, I am I'm not too critical on our coaches, especially Willie Taggart after his first year in Tallahassee. You have a lot of these fans in particular who are calling for Willie Taggart's head on a platter. He's only been there one year. 
And he inherited a mess from the old regime. That does that sound familiar? Inheriting a mess from the old regime and having to fix it and rebuild, i.e., President Obama. And I'm not calling Willie Taggart President Obama, but what I'm saying is give the man time to fix the program and get the program to where he wants it. Let him get his players in. Let him get the players that fit his system into the program. And then we'll see what type of coach Willie Taggart is, which I know what type of coach Willie Taggart is. You know, when a lot of people talk about Coach Taggart, they're like, oh, he has a losing record as a head coach. But look at the programs that he took over. South Florida sucked. When Willie Taggart left, they were a team that that people didn't want to play. Western Kentucky sucked. When Willie Taggart left, there was kids that wanted to go play for Western Kentucky, and he had them up there competing for conference championships. When Willie Taggart took over Oregon, they sucked. He was only there for one year, and he lost his quarterback, who is considered the number one pick in next year's draft. Then he comes down to Florida State, and we sucked. We finished seven and six. We lost our starting quarterback in the Alabama game. We had a freshman who had just got on campus in August as our starting quarterback for the remainder of the season. So Willie Taggart inherited a mess. We need to give him time. But see, when it comes to a black coach, he doesn't get time. It's results over time. And then if you look at the NBA, they do the same thing there. Mark Jackson built that Golden State team that's running through everybody. He was the one who brought in Steph Curry. He was the one who brought in uh, Clay Thompson. He was the one who brought in Draymond Green. They fire him. And they bring in Steve Kerr. And they're like, oh, Steve Kerr's a genius. They're winning championships. Oh, and I have nothing against Steve Kerr. He's a San Antonio Spur in my eyes. And I'm a San Antonio Spur fan. But you cannot glance over, gloss over what Mark Jackson did. But here's the thing. Why hasn't Mark Jackson gotten another job? With what he did with Golden State, why has Mark Jackson not been offered another head coaching job? Why has Isaiah Thomas not been offered another head coaching job? The University of Alabama just fired their black head coach in Avery Johnson. I wonder if he's going to get another coaching job. The Toronto Raptors fired their black head coach and Gentry all because he couldn't beat LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Luckily, he bounced back and got a job with Detroit. But 
when it comes to black coaches, it's results over time. After our first year, people are already saying, what have you done for me lately? You haven't done anything, so it's time for you to go. But I've only been here one year. That's long enough. And where that starts is in the front office. In the NFL, there are there's only one general manager in the NFL that's black. There were two. And then Ozzie Newsom retired. Now there's only one. And he is the general manager in Miami with the Miami Dolphins, who was the only team of the eight teams that was looking for a head coach that hired a black head coach. In the NBA, since Magic stepped down, there's only one black president of operations. That's Doc Rivers. There's two GMs. You have uh, the GM in New Orleans with the Pelicans, who is a black man. And then you have the GM in New York with the New York Knicks. He's black as well. But you have one GM out of 32 NFL teams. You have two black GMs out of 30 NBA teams. And we wonder why we're not getting black coaches. There's no black representation in the front office. There's no black owners in the NFL. There's a couple partners in the NBA. But I mean, outright, I bought this team owner. There's not very many of them. There's there's none in NBA, I don't think. There's definitely none in baseball. And in baseball, they only got one manager that's black, and he's with the Los Angeles Dodgers, who was hired by Magic Johnson. Now, the Lakers are going to get them a new head coach, and their new head coach will be black. And the way I can say that he will be black is the three men that they're interviewing for that head coaching job are three black men, Ty Lue, Juwan Howard, and Monty Williams. So Los Angeles Lakers is getting them a black coach. But the only reason that they're even considering these coaches is LeBron James. Ty Lue coached LeBron James in Cleveland. Juwan Howard played with LeBron James in Miami. Now, Monty Williams is a Magic Johnson guy. Magic Johnson liked Monty Williams, and he wanted to bring him in for an interview. But Magic Johnson isn't there no more. They're still going to have the interview. But they're getting a black coach in L.A. But the only thing that I ask of these NFL teams, these NBA teams, these college football programs, these college basketball programs, the major leagues, we can coach too. We're just as good as the white coaches. You don't give us a chance. 
give us an opportunity to show what we can do on the sideline as a motivator, as a teacher, as a coach. Show us, let us show you what we can do. Give us time when you put us in that position. Give us time to build the program up, to build the organization up, to change the culture and allow us to win. That's all we ask as a black coach. Allow us to do what we do best so we can build this team up to win. But it can't be done overnight. Nobody can do it overnight. The New England Patriots did not do it overnight. It took time. The Alabama Crimson Tide did not do it overnight. It took time. Rome was not built in one day. And no football program, no NFL organization, no NBA organization is going to win a championship with a first-year coach who just came off of a losing season. There's not a single black coach who could go into the go into the Phoenix Suns organization and take over a team that won a total of 14 games and win the NBA final unless they're spending a lot of money on a lot of free agents. But with the team that they have currently with that roster, there's no coach that can go in there and win a championship in first in their first year. It's just not that good. That coach is going to have to build that team up. He's going to have to build that roster up. He's going to have to change the mentality from losing all the time to now getting a winning attitude. But you give the white coaches enough time to do it. We're just asking that you give the black coaches enough time to do it. That's all we're asking for. That's all I'm asking for. Because one day I'm going to get to the point to where I can interview or apply for a head coaching job at a college or a head coaching job at the in the NFL. I want to be looked at and graded on what I can do on the sideline. That's all I want. And if they can do that and they can improve on that and hire more black head coaches, black managers, black GMs, black presidents of operations, hire more black people in the front office, then I think things would change. I think there will be more black coaches. I think there would be more black managers if we hire more blacks in the front office. That does it for this episode. I want to thank y'all for listening. And remember, if you want to support what I do, please comment, subscribe, and leave a a review on this episode. That's it for now. I'll see you next time on the King Truth Podcast.